I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. Glad to be with us today. There's a lot of controversy out there about masks. Do they work? Do they not work uh, when it comes to COVID? And there's some news, a news report came out this week I want to talk about a little bit. And what's going on with the masks? And what, do we, what should we really do? Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Let's assume masks don't work. Well, what else can I do? Let's assume masks do work. Well, what else can I do? Because there was a, a case control investigation where uh, people with COVID uh, who visited 11 U.S. healthcare facilities, uh, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, report revealed factors associated with getting the disease. So they went around and they found out what was people who had it, what, what did they do or what didn't they do to get the disease. So people who spent, around, uh, who spent time around others with COVID had increased risk, as did those who dined in restaurants. So those are two things that I crossed the board said, okay, this does increase your risk. Those who reported going to restaurants or bars were twice as likely to have a positive test for COVID-19 uh, 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 with the virus and uh, that, with COVID-19 than those who didn't. So going out seems to be an issue. Now, I don't want you to stay home either. Because I'm seeing a lot of patients, and they're coming into me, and they're, they've been locked up for a while now, so to speak, and I'm seeing an increase in depression. And this becomes a real serious issue. In fact, I was, uh, I was teaching last week. I was teaching to a group of doctors, uh, chiropractors, medical doctors, surgeons, and I was, it was a national a state convention. And one of the things that I brought up, and they all kind of chimed in, is that patients are coming in to them and saying, Doc, I'm, I'm starting to like lose my mind a little bit here. And I saw one protest that was interesting. It was at a senior housing development, and they just went outside. And they said, we'd rather die of COVID than loneliness. It's a profound statement right there. I'd rather die of COVID than loneliness. Because we are meant to be around people. We're gregarious creatures. We like to be around other people. And when that's taken away from us, that's, that's prison. That's kind of punishment. And so now we're kind of to the point where what do we do? We're at the tipping point, I feel almost, is what do we do about this whole thing? So we're going to talk about what they found with masks, and then I'm going to say what else can we do. There's a ton of other things that we can be doing to keep ourselves healthy. Now, I did read just today, as a matter of fact, and I, I don't know if it was true or not, it was on social media, that they're not going to be counting cold and flu this year like they usually do. They usually keep stats on cold and flu here in the States, and they're not going to do it. Now, if you listen to a show I did a couple of weeks ago, we talked about is there going to be a cold and flu rush this year? And the answer is maybe not. Because in the Southern Hemisphere, they already had winter. They had winter just as COVID was coming into existence. And they had very few cases of flu reported. Now, that could be that people weren't going to the doctors. It may not be it wasn't reported. But generally speaking, I mean, shockingly low. Like one, it was South Africa, I think it was, had one reported case. And normally they have like 700 or 1,000 cases. So substantial difference. It's not just one or two people not reporting. So maybe people aren't going to the doctors. Maybe flu isn't being tested for. Everybody just assumes it's COVID right away. I don't know the answer, but I'm okay with some of the things we're doing to stay healthy. And I wish we had done it earlier, like forever. And this may be the new norm. I know Garrett hates that word, but this might be the new norm is that this is what people are doing forever. Masks probably aren't going away for a while. 
But here's what the studies say. Main focus of the report, with the researchers stating, exposure and activities where mask use and social distancing were difficult to maintain, including going places that offer on-site eating or drinking, might be an important risk factor in acquiring COVID-19. So going out and being around people. Well, same thing with cold and flu. Same thing with any disease. Okay, if you're around people and it's communicable, it's contagious, you're probably going to have more likelihood to get it. But buried in this report, in a table at the end of the report, were numbers related to uh, the reported use of cloth mask coverings or masks uh, in the 14 days before becoming ill. So people wore masks. The majority of them, 70.6%, reported they always wore a mask, but they still got sick. So when they had people that had COVID, they asked them what they did, and the one thing they found was 70.6% of them said they always wore a mask, and they still got sick. This shows that the symptomatic adults with COVID-19, of the symptomatic adults, 7.6 always wore a mask, still got sick, compared to 7.8 who said they rarely or never wore a mask. So now the question comes up, is it the mask that's causing it? Probably not. Uh, I feel my opinion, and I've done a lot of research in my day, and I've read a lot of research, you always got to look a little deeper. Did the people who wore, people who wore masks go out more? Would they, did they feel empowered because they had the mask on? They were putting themselves in more risky conditions. We don't know any of that. I didn't see that in, in the report. So the mask can block big droplets, but unfortunately the COVID-19 are little tiny droplets. They're small droplets. And so, you know, you've seen, I don't know if you've seen it, but you can put a mask on and if you have smoke in your mouth and blow smoke out, it can come out around the outsides. So the viruses are really, really, really tiny and they can kind of sneak through things. That's where one of the problems come in. So I'm not saying you should wear a mask. I'm not saying you're not wearing a mask. Whatever you want to do, it's your call. However, what I am saying is I want you to know that there's other things that you can be doing and you should be doing, not just for COVID fears, but for overall health. There are steps that you should take every day and I take every single day that you might want to consider uh, adding to your lifestyle. Some of them are physical. Uh, again, it was kind of weird. I went to this convention last weekend and like three people want to shake hands with me and two people want to hug me. And it was very odd because I hadn't shaken hands with, sh shook hands, shaken hands with somebody in a long time. And I certainly had hugged anybody in a long time. And so it was kind of an awkward feeling. Now, uh, I'm a chiropractor and we chiropractors are very touchy feely people. Uh, we're, we're trained early on. I mean, it's what we do. Chiropractic means chiro means a hand and practic means done by. So chiropractic means, you know, done by hand. And so we're very touchy feely people to begin with. And so now you add this COVID thing, so it's a little weird for us, and now suddenly I'm thrown into a situation with like-minded people, which I hadn't been around in a long time, aside from my colleagues that I work with. So it's kind of an interesting situation to be in, um, and I felt awkward. So I've got a little brainwashing going on as well. So didn't get sick. So far, so good. Um, nobody there looked like they were sick, so I guess we're okay. Uh, but there's some other things that you can be doing, and I want you to do this again just because you should. One of the things I want to talk about is zinc, Z-I-N-C. Now, zinc is huge. Year, a while ago, uh, President Trump came out, and he said that hydroxychloroquine was the greatest thing in the world, and it should be the main treatment. Well, I remember saying, but if you don't have zinc, the hydroxychloroquine isn't going to work. The hydroxychloroquine, and I'll cover this a little bit later, real simply put, it opens up the cell and allows zinc to get in. And when zinc gets into the cell... It binds to the virus and prevents the virus from replicating. So it's the zinc that's doing it. The hydroxychloroquine is facilitating the zinc doing its job. Before we go too more into zinc, I just want to point out 
I had seen uh, countries overseas, uh, especially, um, you see it a lot, I see it a lot in Japan, uh, and I have some friends from Japan uh, that I've had this conversation with, but they wore masks before COVID. Right. And I always wondered why. So as, you know, I, I asked some friends of mine and I said, you know, <laughs> where did that even come from pre-COVID? Right. And if someone is sick or thought they were sick or thought they were coming down with something, they'd wear a mask, like okay. a civic duty. Right. Um, and that may be more effective than wearing a mask to say safe, but what, I mean, what is your take on that? Well, I think the mask gives you an awareness. It's a string around your finger and it does for me anyway. I find that I'm wearing the mask. I'm, I'm more alert. I realize I shouldn't be touching things. I shouldn't be shaking hands with people. So it's just a string around my finger. Otherwise I forget if I'm at home, of course I don't wear a mask on my car I wear a mask. So I don't think about it. So it, I think it's kind of a string around your finger now, is it working? I don't think it's hurting. And that's what a lot of people are saying. There's harm done. You're, re you're recycling your air. Take your mask down as often as you can is what I do. Now, again, I don't know if the masks work or not. I've read both sides of the story. I don't know. But if I'm going into a store, I'll put my mask around my chin. When I walk into the store, I'll put it up. When I walk out, I'll take it down again. I mean, it's really just that simple. So you don't have to wear the mask 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With kids in school, I don't know how that's going to affect them. I'm not sure yet. Well, and ultimately, the mask is such a variable that things like zinc are way more realistic. That's exactly it. The, the zinc, we have the research on it. There's no debate over it. Zinc is good. Vitamin D is good. Vitamin C is good. Uh, washing your hands is good. I do am concerned that the skin can dry out on your hands, though. And these are things that you do, you know, uh, ritualistically. You know, you can take some zinc in the morning uh -huh. um, and, and you're done for the day. Whereas the mask, you're keeping up with it all day long. Yes. That's true, and, and Garrett's There's right. There's tons of room for error. Yeah, and uh, that's it. But with the, with the zinc, and you know, I have my supplements out on my kitchen counter. I have a little pill box, and I put out seven days' worth of supplements. And when I wake up in the morning, I take my supplements. It's, it's just it's like brushing your teeth. It's like you know, combing your hair, taking a shower. It's just part of your ritual. And after you do it, five, six, seven, sometimes 11 days it takes for some people, you're done. You're golden. So these are some things to consider. Um, when it comes to supplementation, I'm a huge fan of supplementation, but I also want you to eat the right diet because supplementation is just that. It supplements a good diet. It's not instead of a good diet. It's in addition to a good diet. So if I can get people to just take supplements, that's sometimes step one. And then they start to feel better and they notice some changes in their lives and you know their brain function works better and their sex life improves. They go to the bathroom better. And then they'll say, okay, now what else can I do? And so many times it's a step-by-step -step process and you want to see results. One of the problems with supplements is it doesn't work instantly. Now, zinc does. If you start getting a scratchy throat, we're going to talk about a zinc lozenger. And I have zinc lozenges in my, at my house. And if I wake up and I feel even the slightest bit of anything, now sometimes it's nothing, but I, I always act uh, proactively. You suck on a zinc lozenger. I have, I have a bag that I carry whenever I do radio shows, TV shows. It has my headset, headphones in it. Uh, when I do TV, I have makeup in there, so I put my makeup on. So I've got everything in my little carry-on bag, and I always have zinc lozenges in there as well. So zinc is something that's really easy. You can't overdose on it, so don't do too much of it. But I want to talk a little bit more about zinc because it should just be part of your, your life. But if you have a good diet, you're going to be getting lots of zinc. If you're taking Dr. Joe's Essential Source, great source of zinc. So there's plenty of ways you can get zinc into your body, and then you, you kind of give it a boost if you, if you start having something, you start getting symptoms. So if you think about it, you, most people think about it for cold and flu season, but zinc is essential, and it's in your organs, your tissues, your bodily fluids. 
Iron, and, aside from iron, zinc is the second most abundant trace mineral in your body. Now, we all know about iron. You can get your iron test, you're iron deficient, you might need iron supplements, you might have anemia. Nobody really talks about zinc. So one of the good things that's coming out of this crisis is that we're getting more of an awareness of our own health. We see in our offices, our offices are booming with patients because people are realizing, wow, I really need to take care of myself. I need to get healthy. Every day when I meet with new patients, and we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb in the Atlanta area. I know this show goes all over the world. Um, patients come in, and I try to meet with as many new patients as I can. I, I can't meet with all of them, of course. And many people say now, Doc, I'm really here to just get well. When years ago it was neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, which we're really good at working on, car accident cases, we're really good at that. But now people are coming in with different uh, goals. Their goals are, I want to get better. I want to have better health. I'm, fear, I'm fearful. So it's a different motivation that I'm seeing. And zinc now is something that people are talking about. Well, certainly I'm talking about it. And you need to know more about it. But zinc plays such a vital role in your body. And the body doesn't store zinc. So it has, has to be consumed on a regular basis. It's what we call an essential nutrient. You have to get it from the outside source. Uh, and you have to do it on a regular basis. Vitamin C, the body doesn't store vitamin C. You need that on a regular basis. So zinc supports uh, critical things in your body like blood clotting, cell division, immune function, uh, thyroid health, taste and smell. One of the things we see with COVID, what's the one symptom that really kind of separates it from everything else? I mean, you have flu and, and COVID, there's fever and there's fatigue, loss of taste and smell. This is where zinc comes in. Wound healing. Many times I have patients, their wounds won't heal. I get them on essential source, which has about 100% of the daily recommended doses of zinc every day. And I'll even get them on a good diet with food that's high in zinc. And in many times, the wounds start to heal faster. So zinc is really important. You can get it from dairy products, which I don't recommend you do. Nuts. Uh, you can get it from meat, of course. I don't recommend you do that. Asparagus, beans, green peas, spinach. Um, so there's a lot of plant sources of zinc. And here's the thing. If you're eating an animal... The animal doesn't have zinc in it magically. It has to get it from an outside source, and it usually gets it from eating plants, which is kind of cool. So beyond cold and flu, zinc plays a critical role in your body, and there are a lot of biological functions. Uh, researchers estimate 3,000 proteins out of the roughly 100,000 you have in your body uh, consist predominantly of zinc. That's a lot. 3,000 of your 10,000 proteins have zinc in them, so that's a third. Yeah, you need that. So your body needs zinc for, like I said, blood clotting, gene transcription in order to make new cells. It needs that, taste of smell, and, uh, uh, sense of smell and taste, blood sugar balance, immune system, thyroid health, cell division, vision. So it's important, too, that we get enough zinc for our vision. So it's not just about viruses. It's about the body uh, functioning the way it's supposed to. So you need to make sure you're getting zinc on a regular basis. And, of course, essential sources is a great way to do that, but there's other things, too. It helps the immune system. So that's why if you take a zinc lozenger at the first sign of a cold, it's probably going to shorten the duration and the intensity. So that's why when it comes to cold and flu, I, I like to have zinc lozenges available always. As soon as you get a little hankering, uh, you might have a little runny nose, uh, uh, a scratch in your throat, just suck on a zinc lozenger. And in many cases, it does wonders. I, it, for me, it usually happens overnight. If I feel a little something coming on, I'll take the zinc and bam, it's done. Uh, zinc plays a role in activating your body's T-cells. Now, T-cells, there's certain white blood cells that uh, their job is to destroy other infected cells. So T-cells are really important for your immune function, and zinc is really important for them. If you fall victim to frequent colds and flu, your body might be trying to tell you you have zinc if you have a, regular infections. 
Uh, it's immune boosting, uh, can also help address bacterial issues such as acne, body odor, and dandruff. One of the symptoms I'm going to talk about in a little bit is uh, zinc deficiency in children is dandruff and bad fingernails. Get them on some zinc supplements like Essential Source. Essential Source has a lot of things in it, 73 different ingredients. One of them is zinc, and in many cases, that solves the problem. Here's something that's really important. I kind of built this whole show around this next statement. Depression. If you suffer from depression, it's likely that your body has too little zinc. Researchers observed low serum levels of zinc in depressed individuals, which suggests zinc deficiency may trigger chronically poor mood. So if you have a bad mood, it might be zinc. Uh, depression causes your hippocampus to shrink, and the hippocampus has a lot to do with memory and mood, and this is the part of your brain that's emotion and learning as well. So if the hippocampus starts to shrink, uh, we have a problem, uh, and we see that a lot in depression. So depression oftentimes is a physical manifestation, which then manifests itself as an emotional manifestation. So as with most things in health, there's a physical component, like with chiropractic. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, acid reflux, heartburn, uh, foot issues, uh, plantar fasciitis, knee problems, shoulder issues, almost always there's a physical component. What that means is the bone is out of place, pinching the nerve. Uh, I can't tell you how many patients contact me every day about foot issues. One-fourth of all the bones in your body are in your feet. So if one of those bones comes out of place, you need to put that bone back in place. Same thing with the neck, the shoulder, the, the knee. So many times in health, there's a physical component. And my feeling is, and I've said this many, many times over the years, that the missing link in healthcare is we're not addressing the physical issues. We always try to treat things chemically, not physically. Same thing with depression. So with depression, many times it's acid reflux or heartburn related because the stomach isn't breaking proteins down into amino acids. And amino acid tryptophan becomes serotonin in the brain and serotonin does wonders uh, for depression. Serotonin becomes melatonin. I hopefully have enough time to cover that today. Melatonin is so important for so many different functions and new research, really exciting. New research is out and they gave people mega doses of melatonin, large, large doses. You wouldn't do this nat normally. And all of the people recovered very quickly from COVID, 100% of them. So now we're looking at melatonin as an option, optional treatment. But you get melatonin from serotonin, you get serotonin from tryptophan, you get tryptophan from a good digestive system breaking down proteins. See how this all kind of ties together now? So everything I've been teaching you for the past 30, 40 years is now coming to fruition. Dr. Joe was right. Love that. So zinc has been shown to protect the hippocampus from inflammation, uh, which is the emotional stress, and that's considered an important factor in the treatment of depression. Zinc can activate your body's production of something called brain-derived neurotropic factor. I've talked about this many times. That's a critical agent needed to counteract brain inflammation and depression. So real simple thing. You may be uh, low in zinc. I'm going to tell you how to test for it in just a second. You can test at home. Thyroid. Zinc plays a role in releasing thyroid hormone into your brain, which in turn signals your pituitary gland to make thyroid-stimulating hormone, and thyroid-stimulating hormone causes your thyroid to make more hormones. So it's really important. Low zinc is associated with low T3 and a reduced ability for your body to convert T4 into T3. T4 is an inactive form of thyroid hormone. It converts into T3, which is the active form. T meaning thyroid and the number meaning how many molecules of iodine there is. So you want to make sure you have enough iodine in your body to make the thyroid hormones. You got to make sure you have enough zinc to stimulate the production of the thyroid hormones. 
So characteristic symptoms of low thyroid, cold hands and feet, sluggish metabolism, thinning hair. Zinc also helps your thyroid hormone bind to the DNA receptors in your cells so it makes the thyroid, function, thyroid hormones function more efficiently. So what are some signs that you're zinc deficient? God, I'm really going off on a tangent here, but so much got to cover. Zinc deficiency, uh, worldwide, at least 2 billion people are thought to be deficient. About 12% of the U.S. population, as much as 40% of the elderly population are zinc deficient. So part of deficiency likely results from soil depletion. We just don't have enough zinc in our food like we used to. And then also the use of uh, things like glyphosate, which is a, a weed killer. And many times that can cause zinc de de depletion as well. So beyond soil concerns, you, may not be, you simply may not be eating enough zinc-rich foods. Uh, and many times it's poorly absorbed. So even if you're eating it, you may not be getting it. So here's a couple of symptoms. Lack of appetite, depression, impaired sense of smell, and frequent colds and flu. So other signs, excessive dandruff, hangnails, inflamed cuticles, rashes, could be a zinc issue. So we can do a couple of things. One is we can do a blood test. That's expensive. One, we can do a hair analysis, which isn't that expensive. We do that in our office. But another trick you can do, take 10 milliliters of liquid zinc in your mouth. You can buy liquid zinc in your mouth for 10 seconds. It has a very intense taste. If you can't hold it in your mouth, if you want to spit it out within 10 seconds, chances are you have enough zinc in your body. If, uh, if you put it in your body and you can hold it in your mouth, you go, oh, this isn't so bad, it could mean that you have a zinc deficiency. So it's kind of a neat little test you can do. So whatever method you use to determine your zinc deficiency, I just recommend that you assume you have one and then act accordingly. So what can we eat? Best, thing, best way to get it is from your foods. Almonds, kidney beans, cashews, pumpkin seeds, chickpeas, hummus is great for that. Uh, spinach, mushrooms, tahini, green peas, oatmeal. And again, essential source has the recommended daily dose of zinc in it per serving. So consider that. Other supplements I want you to consider. Vitamin D. I don't think I can do a show, certainly what talks about health and immunity, without mentioning vitamin D. Vitamin D3 is critical, and I've covered this on multiple shows in the past. I take five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D, and that's 5,000 international units. That's what you should be taking. The best thing to do is come see us, and let's do a micronutrient test on you. Micronutrient test is going to test multiple nutrients to see if there's a deficiency across the board. If there's a deficiency, we want to go ahead and address it. Now, I designed Essential Source with this in mind. These are the most common deficiencies. Let's put it all in one place. But we can't, the vitamin D you really want to test. So with vitamin D, I recommend supplementation, five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D a day. It also has vitamin K2 in it. And vitamin K2 makes vitamin D3 work more effectively. So again, you, taking individual supplements sometimes are, isn't the best thing. But D3 with K2, great combination. If I start to feel under the weather, if I get a little scratchy throat, I'll take my zinc lozenges or runny nose or I just feel like I'm getting sick. And I'll take 50,000 international units of vitamin D for three days. 50,000 international units is five drops. So I take uh, 50 drops, I'm sorry, 50 drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D3 for three days and then I go back to 5,000. It's just that simple. If you have dark skin, if you're not outside very often, if you uh, haven't been out much in the summer, a lot of people stayed inside, of course, this summer, I'm going to recommend you look at that. So the supplements we talked about, all of them are on the website, drjoe.com. The Super Greens, the Essential Source, the Vitamin D, the B-Complex, the Glutathione, um, uh, super, uh, Wellness Booster, Seasonal Tonic, they're all on the website, drjoe.com. You can pick them up at our offices, save shipping. 
I am more than happy to save you guys money if I can. So you can go to the website, drjoe.com, or come by our offices and pick them up. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, do it. Normally, the first chiropractic visit is $375. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, and then the next visit going over the x-rays and a complete nutrition evaluation. We've reduced that through COVID to $149. We do accept insurance for future care for that. Most insurance companies, uh, auto accidents, again, workers' comp injuries. Uh, we have cash plans available. All the supplements are on the website. We want to be your doctor. And also, I need you to do one more thing. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Joe Esposito, at D-R-J-O-E-E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, the website, drjoe.com. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.